And welcome to another episode of G220 Radio. I'm Ricky Gantz. This is Mike Miller. We are G220 Radio, and we want to welcome you to the program tonight. Uh, We are on episode number 579. 579. Just a little housekeeping before we jump into this. Uh, Last week, it was brought to our attention that we were like behind, way behind. Brought to your attention. I knew about it. (laughs) So we were way behind. I knew we was a little bit behind. I didn't realize that we have not updated our podcast. Uh, where you can listen to if you don't want to watch the programs. Um, It was not updated since uh, December of 2022. We took our little hiatus, our little vacation time, and then we came back and we just got into it and hadn't been, had not been uh, updating that. But it is all updated now. It is updated. And so hopefully we will um, keep that updated for you for those who like to listen and not look at our faces. I don't know why you don't want to look at our faces, but I mean, I I know why they don't want to look at my face. (laughs) But anyways, um, so that is updated. So we appreciate uh, those who uh, did mention it and um, those who do listen that way. Uh, If you'd like to watch the program, you can watch it here on YouTube. You can watch it here on Facebook Live, even over on Twitter. It it goes up. But also uh, you can listen to that podcast in audio form through Podbean or really any podcast catcher where you can look it up and find it uh, and be able to listen to those programs. Uh, Tonight, like I said, we are on episode number 500. And 79. And let's talk about boycotts. That's what we're going to talk about here tonight. Let's Mike, this it. is a, yeah, this is a, a show topic that you brought up. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. we're going to get into it. So why don't you go ahead and preface it? Well, why would we want to talk about boycotts? What's going on in the world? <laughs> yeah. So as most of our listeners know, we don't normally um, comment on current events all too often. Um, we just, we want to talk about what we want to talk about. And it just so happens that kind of thinking about recent uh, companies who have come out really in support of um, godless desires um, that we thought we should talk about it because you hear about people boycotting, whether it's Budweiser, Amheuser-Busch, um, especially Bud Light or Target with some of what's recently going on. Or, I mean, when I first started thinking about this, it was banning all these companies because they support abortion. And they openly support abortion. And so we need to talk about it. Um, it needs to be something we deal with. And I think it's important to think about also that this is kind of a more modern problem. In, in some sense, this isn't a um, how, you know, let's we can go back. We can maybe glean stuff from the older brethren who have long since died and cannot change their theology. But really, this is a modern kind of thought of boycotting the the power of money on business kind of when you think about boycotting a company, you think about not buying their products. Um, there's times where you didn't have options. You boycotted the local grocer, unless you made your food, you don't eat like this is, and we need to consider that. And that's in some, in some places in America, that's still the case. And so it's something we do need to talk about and think about because there is pressure for Christians to 
make definite statements about morality. Mm-hmm. And boycotting allows us to kind of put the pressure on companies to try to listen to us because in one sense, we have the power of the dollar. Mm-hmm. They don't make money. They got a business. We have a great power in that. And so we need to really consider how do we rightly use the power God has given to us in kind of a capitalistic um, framework in which that's how our economy is run. And to really think about should a Christian boycott or not boycott and what are, you know, good reasons to, and maybe good reasons to not to boycott and to, I think also think about, you know, basically how do we live in this world as pilgrims going towards the celestial city as we, as we move towards the new heavens, new earth, how do we kind of navigate these new, these waters that we find ourselves in? Yeah. I think um, I'll throw this out here on the table, Mike. I don't really know where you want to want to take this, but I'm, I'm, as I'm listening to you and, and what we've talked about previously uh-huh. in, in preparation for this program was because I know that boycotts, the, the conversation about boycotts has been along, around for, for a long time. It is new, as you said, to our generation, to, to you know, only so many years of these, these yeah. agendas being pushed from these companies. And so mm-hmm. it is something that we then have to look at and, and view in light of our Christian walk. How do we then walk this out? How do we deal with these things? But I know years ago, uh, with Home Depot, they they were supporting things that were against Christian values, and people were very adamant that we needed to boycott Home Depot. And when you start to look into the many companies that are promoting or supporting, even if they're not very vocal about it, but supporting behind the scenes who they're giving their money to, uh, there's a lot of companies that do that. A couple weeks ago, I went to the Cleveland Pride uh, Parade to evangelize. We were there to preach the gospel. And I found online when I was looking for the parade route to kind of um, navigate and plan where we were going to set up and how we was going to go out there. Um, You know, I have that military background, so I'm trying to plan and prepare and get it all worked out before we get out. And as I was looking at it, it showed me a list of sponsors for this event. And I was shocked by some of the the names on there that I saw of these companies, big name companies that we would know, but then a lot of local companies as well that were on there Mm -hmm. supporting this. And I'm like, a lot of banks were on there supporting this. And I'm thinking, man, like there's so many that if I wouldn't have looked at that, I wouldn't have known they were supporting it because while we were there, Mm -hmm. you didn't have, you did have some groups that were marching in the parade as a group in their support, like certain quote unquote churches and whatnot showing their support. But I wouldn't have known every one of those companies had I not saw that list. So there is a thing that we do have to consider the fact that, as you said, if we were to boycott every single company, well, we just talked about this before the program. I use uh, PCs. I don't have an Apple. So I have Microsoft. Microsoft is a big supporter of things that we are against as Christians. What do you do? How do you then use this platform? We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We know that Google and Facebook 
are very liberal. They're very uh, opposed to Christian values. There may be people that work for the companies that are Christians, but there are many people who are opposed to Christian values. So what do we do? How do we walk then in light of that? How do we navigate that as Christians? Because again, you, you would have to basically take yourself out of the world to avoid that. Mm -hmm. But I do think that it is something we need to seriously consider. Seriously consider. Yeah. I think on that, that's an important topic to think about. Now we can highlight target. We can highlight Amhazer Bush. Um, and have this kind of recency bias towards them because they're kind of nearest to us. But I mean, you mentioned Microsoft, you think about what's the chips inside your, um, your processor, whether Intel or AMD, what you need to run a computer is made by a program Intel for you know, the Intel processors that support abortion they have for a long time. You mentioned Microsoft. If you have an Apple, even if you have the new apples with their own silicone in it, Apple's a big supporter of LGBT. Apple's mm -hmm. a support of abortion. We live in a world in which we have companies, both large like Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, Home Depot, and also small companies that support ungodly things, whether it's not, I mean, we can focus on the LGBT, we can focus on, you know, abortion, but there's other things that these people also support that are ungodly. Yeah. And Dr. Mueller talked about this a little bit on his briefing on june 2nd and you mentioned we can't create like our own economy on christian things we just can't do that like if we were to cut off everyone like you can we would actually have to become like amish and create our own power companies or kind of these other things because of how our economy works so there is strategic we have to be kind of strategic we just can't go carte blanche let's boycott everyone who disagrees with us because mm -hmm. I mean, there goes our podcast for many different reasons right. um, on the many different technologies that we use. And, but I think too, what we have to think about, this is kind of the capitalist. I said, we'll get to scripture because that's more important than kind of even what I'm saying now um, that, it, for businesses to grow, they need to turn a profit. And that's that's what makes boycotts so effective. I mean, look at the the massive amount of capital Target is losing. Yeah. Whatever they're doing is not going to make up for it. And they may like rescind, but even Dr. Mueller, again, kind of quote from him, they they've been doing this year after year they're going to come back next year they're going to do the same thing they're going to push even a little bit farther and then they're going to back up and this is the cycle they don't care and these other companies too they just there's a sense in which they don't care you mentioned walmart we might not think walmart but they give to these programs so the two biggest competitors in kind of the supermarket world 
and I know Meyer does too. So more right. regional, you know, in the upper Midwest area, they support abortion. They mm -hmm. support the LGBT rights. You know, you, these players are like, you just can't do these things. You just can't go out with it. And I, so this is where, where we kind of control. And I think there's ways to even to show these companies where we want our money. Like, what are we going to spend our money on? And being intentional and wise on how we spend our money. Now for some Christians, that would be no more, you know, these kind of Walmart's okay. Yes, we know, but they're not in our face targets in our face. Let's not. And I think there may be wisdom to not shop at target during certain parts of the year because of what they do. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think we have to kind of think through how do, how do we live in this life when sinners are going to sin and they're going to push these agendas? Cause I mean, they think it's their right. And how do we, how can we as Christians have a clean conscience? Cause that's most important. And we'll get to that here in a little bit and do what is right and honoring to God and how we, we live out our Christian faith. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Got a little caught off guard there. I was looking up, <laughs> I saw the fan going in the, the shadow and I was looking up and, uh, so yeah, absolutely. I think it, it is, it's very important how we, we consider this topic because, um, it is important for us to think through as we've already mentioned, uh, because as Christians, we want to honor the Lord. Um, we want to be good stewards of what God has given to us. You know, we try to be good stewards of our time, right? Redeeming the time and making the best use of our time. We want to be good, good stewards with the resources that God has given us. Um, and one of those resources that he gives to us is finances. Um, you know, every good gift comes from God. Every financial blessing or or poverty comes from God. And so when you think and you consider this, I was looking at this a little bit before the program. Uh, but even when you look at in First Chronicles 29 uh, verses 11 through 17, it's David is acknowledging that money comes from the Lord. So all of this comes from the Lord and they're going to build this house unto the Lord. But he's acknowledging that it is God's money who's giving them this blessing. And so everything comes from God. And so therefore, we want to be good stewards of what he has given to us. And again, sometimes you're going to interact with the world because you can't take yourself out of the world. But as we've mentioned, I think there are some times where we can be strategic. I think I don't know if it was a, a, a Christian push for Bud Light to, you know, like... I think it's just conservative. Yeah. yeah, it was just more conservative. You you have men typically who are beer drinkers, and you put a transgendered, uh, so to speak, you put a man um, that is saying that they're a woman, right, on your Bud Light can as a way of uh, promotion, as a way of uh, speaking out to this community, who's not the ones buying your product. And I think when you look at the percentage of who makes up the LGBTQ community, it's very small, very, very small. Mm -hmm. They seem like they're the majority because of how loud they are, but they're very small. And so you have a product that now 99% of your people have been alienated 
for 1% of a population. And they're just like, no, we're not doing that. And they lost that um, revenue. They lost that money. And as you mentioned, money talks. So what do they do? They pull back. There's some other things that are going on in the world with uh, the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers baseball team. You know, so, mm-hmm. sometimes I wish that, you know, sports and movies would just make entertainment, play a game and stay out of all that other stuff, you know, but they, they want, they have to, they have to get involved. Um, they, they want to, they want to continue to help push that agenda, show their support. Um, virtual and, signal. Yeah. Virtual signaling. And so by doing so th- there was at the Dodger stadium, Rather than just playing this, they were setting up to have these perpetual women uh, or, or uh, nuns of virginity or something, whatever they're called, perpetual something. It was these men that dress like nuns and they do all this blasphemous stuff. I think Mueller talked about that on one of his um, episodes as well, but it's been kind of been in the news. And then so they put this out there that they were going to have them to celebrate LGBTQ Pride Month and they were bringing them in to honor them. For all the great, wonderful things that they do. They blaspheme God all the time in in all the things that they do. And there was pushback. And so they pulled it it back and said, no, we're not going to do this. But then they got pushed back from the LGBTQ crowd. And so they went ahead and and they're going to go forward. And I've seen some people were burning, saying they're going to burn their jerseys. They're never going to go to a game. But when you think about that, strategically, as we mentioned, strategy. You mentioned maybe during this time of month, people just don't shop at some of these places. Well, maybe if that's what's going on at a, at a sporting game that day, you don't go. And then you see how that progresses, because if it if it affects their bottom line, if it affects their dollar, that may then cause them to say, let's not do those things again. Or mm-hmm. they may double down like Target. And then you get more strategic with Target and say, I'm not just going to boycott you on June, but I'm going to boycott you for the rest of the year. And I'm going to go shop at some of these other stores that they might support some of those things, but they're not very vocal about it. Like I would have to look it up to see. Yeah. It's not in your face. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think this all, you know, when we think about it, we need, we need theology to navigate this. We need the wisdom of the Psalms and other books to kind of really, to think about how we want to navigate this. And as you know, with Christian as Christian parents, this becomes even more when we take kids into the stores. Do we go, you know, are we going to expose our kids knowing what's going to happen? I mean, there's you can't keep them completely guarded, like you know, and how it is, and you have to navigate those as you can, but do you willingly do that? That's something we think about. We we shop at Target. Um, for clothes for my daughter because they actually have, in some sense, modest clothes. You wouldn't think that being Target. Um, and that kind of their, you know, making clothes kind of more genderless um, is beneficial for our daughter so we can have more feminine looking clothes for her that have length, that be is more modest. And so, you know, these are very real concerns from parents that we look at. And I think, so we do need to 
as we kind of move into to think about these things. And kind of my first thought when thinking through this is first Corinthians 10 verses 23 through 33. And we kind of know this passage, but I still want to read it just to, so that we know kind of exactly what's in it and kind of think about it. Paul starts this, um, this section, I think it, it may be helpful is that he's, previously been talking about idols and meat sacrificed idols. You have this in, in chapter eight. So he's kind of coming back to this and he says this, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Eat whatever is sold in the market, meat market, without raising any questions on the ground of conscience. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And if anyone of the unbelievers invite you to dinner and you're disposed to go eat whatever is set before you without raising any questions on the ground of conscience. But if someone says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it for the one, for the sake of the one who informs you and for the sake of the con of consciences. I don't mean your conscious, but his, for why should my liberty be determined by someone else's conscience? If I partake in thankfulness, why am I denounced because of that? For which I give thanks. So whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give no offense to the Jews, to the Greeks, or to the church of God, just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of the many, that that they may be saved. And so Paul's argument, he's talking about there are lawful things to do, things that God does not forbid, but these lawful things are not always helpful. They don't always build up the church. And he then goes with a very common practice of meat being in the market, being sold after a sacrifice to an idol, a false god. Now, Paul's already addressed this, like I mentioned in chapter 8, about how these idols are, are nothing. There is only one god. They're, they're nothing. They're they're demons. They're sacrificing to temples, but it means nothing. It's still God's because it's on the earth. And so you have this situation in which you are this Christian is determined to go to an unbeliever's house. And they're told if to sacrifice that this meat has been sacrificed to idols. Now the commentators kind of make this sound like there's this like trying to ensnare someone. And so you don't partake of it. Not because of your conscience, because you know that this is meaningless. The, the sacrifice is meaningless and it's just meat. But for those who are, um, who told you that, and then we are to use our liberty to not offend, that we can give things up knowing what they are. I think why this is important when we think about it is that when we boycott, if you choose to, if you don't choose to, it comes down to, I think, your conscience and wisdom on what you're doing. You know, you talked about being particular, being strategic. I think when we think about we do all things. And so there may be a time that we don't shop at Target or you don't drink Anheuser beer, which I realize probably most of 
Christians tend not to drink in a ways. And if it's beer, it's not Bud Light. And to think about not just my liberty, but the liberties of others and kind of to understand the boycott in that way. And I think, you know, there may be times and maybe this is a time and I'm just not being wise in which we should go ahead and boycott and we stop um, knowing there are other options, not as overt, but I think when we think about boycotting in this language, that it's in one sense, similar to meat sacrifice to idol clothes at target, unless they are geared toward the agenda are just closed. There's nothing special about them. I think that gives us freedom to go to target and buy the things that do not directly support or cause sin buying the pride items per se. I think that's how we, that's how I think about it and going through that of the sinners are going to sin. And my conscience is clear to know that I can buy these things without sinning. Now they may use the money I give to them, which is now theirs to do sinful things, but I'm not accountable for how they use their money accountable for how I use my money. I think there's there's an element in thinking through all of that that brings kind of a point in being wise there in our doing and then also the conscience of the people that are around us. Yeah, I I don't know. I kind of I've been wrestling with this all week. Like I said to you before the program, you know, I've really been thinking about this topic a lot and this idea of the conscience and um, getting ready to preach through uh, the book of James starting this week. And so I've been looking at the life of James. And, and when you think of this food being offered to idols, sacrifice to idols, takes you back to Acts 15, where he does give a compromise because he's listening to both sides. You have these Judaizers trying to push the, onto the Gentiles the keeping of the law. And then you have the, uh, the Gentile believers that are saying, you know, and Paul coming and saying, no, look, we're not under this law, right? We don't have to be circumcised. We don't need to be under the law um, because we're in Christ. And so he he does make this compromise because you're, you have these Jewish Christians who are so used to these Jewish customs and, <clears throat> and beliefs that he says these four things just don't do. Like we, we can't hold them to these things. We're not going to try to hold them to these things. But he tells the Gentile believers, don't do these four things. And one of those things is eat food sacrificed to idols because they know it's going to be an issue for your brother, which comes back to what you said, uh, a liberty that we have in Christ, the freedom that we have in Christ not to offend our brother, because we know this is going to be offensive to the Jewish believers. So don't do this. Don't do these four things, uh, because that's going to start causing a rift and division amongst the body because of their background and how they've come from Judaism to Christianity. And you Gentiles are now coming into this in one body, and we want to have unity. So, so I do think that there is liberty that we have. There is a conscience that we have to make 
sure that our conscience is not violating something that would dishonor God, right? And so, but as I said, I've kind of really tried to wrestle through this through this week, just thinking about it and considering a few things. Um, considering like this passage here where we do see this, you know, um, conscience is at play. We don't want to put something binding on another Christian. So we do have to consider that. We do have to think about that. But then I go to Romans chapter one, also written by Paul, and he goes through the, the God's wrath on the unrighteous in verses 18 and following. And then when it gets down further, um, and hopefully those that I might know you're familiar with it, Mike, hopefully those that are listening are familiar, they can just go there. But as he gets down, verse 28, he says, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. And then it says in verse 32, though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. And so I also am considering that with these groups that are, or these organizations or companies that are not only um, practicing some of these things themselves, but then giving approval to those who do so by putting these things in their stores, by trying to promote an agenda. Because we were talking about this before the show. I think some, I think there's some companies that no matter what holiday comes around, they're going to put a display out because they're trying to make money, right? Huh. So for them, they may be thinking money, this is money, and not caring about the agenda. But then there are those companies, <clears throat> excuse me, that do seem to care about the agenda and desire to push it. Target being one of those who's over the years have shown that they are going to continue to push things, even though they lose money. Yeah, we're going to push a little farther next time, you know, because there was the whole thing with the bathrooms with Target. Well, how many years ago that was? What was that like? Three, four years ago, maybe, maybe longer. Yeah, something know. like that. So, so in looking at that, in light of that, and I'm, I'm, and again, trying to work this thing through as a Christian, because ultimately, whatever we do, whether we eat or drink, we want to do it unto the glory of God. So that's why I think it's 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 a difficult thing to navigate because we want to do it in such a way that honors God, but we really have to consider these things. You know, mm -hmm. as I'm I'm looking at Romans one and I'm thinking, okay, so it talks about homosexuality here. God turns them over to a debased mind, a reprobate mind, and then it goes on and it says that they not only know God's righteous decrees, but those who practice the things deserve to die. That not only do they do them, but they give approval to those who practice such things. And I think with some of these companies, they are in a way seeking to push an agenda upon us in a, in a way um, to groom our children, to groom society, right? And so those things, I think, are things we do still need to consider. I also thought about Timothy in this. <clears throat> and while it's not in Scripture, Fox's Books of Martyrs uh, gives us uh, how Timothy dies. And he's in Ephesus. And you've got this pagan festival or pagan, let's say a pride parade, pagan parade, something going on in the city where they're worshiping these false idols and they're celebrating it. And he comes in and says, don't do this. This is ridiculous. You know, he stands up and is a voice against it. And he's put to death. He's a martyr for Christ. You know, 
So I think sometimes <clears throat> in thinking through this, again, I think, are we as Christians silent and therefore the agenda continues to go? Because if you look in, if you look at our history with conservatism and liberalism, it always pushes left. It never goes right, ever. Mm -hmm. And conservative, conservative, conservatism without Christ is always going to fail because it, it can't go anywhere, right? They may have some morals, but they always compromise. I think you see that with some of these daily wires and these conservative people who will push against the left when the left does something. But then when there's homosexuals or transgenders in their conservative group, they treat them differently, right? You've got mm -hmm. Bruce Jenner on Fox News because he's conservative, right? Pushing and speaking out against women or, or men competing with women in sports. But yet, he not too long ago, he won the Woman of the Year Award, right? So, but conservatives, that when you're, when you're void of Christ, you're, you're kind of bankrupt. You're going to end up exposing yourself because you don't have a foundation. But I think about these things and I think, is it maybe because we're, we've been so silent on things that that is why these agendas keep progressing forward, right? And not to get into a theonomic debate or post-millennial kind of debate, but I think sometimes when you listen to some of the arguments that these guys bring forth, the whole Christian nationalism kind of debate that's going on, some of yeah. the, 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 the conversation is dealing with and moving things along in a in a way that I think would would honor the Lord. But that's a whole nother topic. But I mean, <clears throat> it's still things we have to consider. How do we navigate these things? Maybe we need more Timothy standing up and saying, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to do this anymore, right? Uh, we've seen it with libraries, libraries that have had the drag queen story hours. People would go and protest. I think Kirk Cameron wanted to, um, if I, if I, if I, understood this correctly, wanted to go in and read some children's books that he wrote against the uh, LGBTQ agenda. And these libraries didn't want to let him in. But then I think there was a push for some legal things and then they caved and allowed him to come in. But they were completely mm -hmm. fine with having drag queen story hours in these libraries. And so when people push, then I think we're continuing to advance God's word into the culture and address the culture and not compromise to the culture. You know what I'm saying? But I also, I, I also recognize that there are things as we talked about, like to completely boycott every single thing out there um, is difficult to do in light of the mm -hmm. fact that you'd have to take yourself out of the world. And, and God tells us in his, in his not to associate with these ones that consider us um, self to be a brother, but at the same time, you can't, you'd have to take yourself out of the world to be completely void of unrighteousness and people that are living yeah. in such a way, you know, but they are things. And it's like, like I've been wrestling with this all week. Like, man, I didn't think this topic would be that, you know, like, let's talk about boycotts, but then I'm like wrestling <laughs> through this. And, and I do think that there are times to be strategic in it, you know, and organized yeah. in it. So those are just some of the thoughts that kind of was kind of going through my mind as I was wrestling through this, which I didn't think it was going to be something I would really wrestle through too much, but uh, you know. Yeah. I think that's what makes this topic difficult. I mean, you mentioned earlier, there's other been podcasts and it's been fluff and hopefully we're not fluff also. Um, but this is a real, a real challenge that requires wisdom and 
deep thought. Like this isn't just um like like on a whim. Let's just let's do this. And I think you know, and having a an understanding of how our economics work. Now, Target may there may become a point in which you can't shop at Target anymore. You know, we we have to officially um kind of boycott that. And that's like hopefully I'm not saying don't, you can't do that. That there's there's freedom here on how you want to choose to do it. But at the same time, you can we do need to think about kind of how, how we navigate it and that you can have like a bigger boycott in one sense of target and drop their stock price and their capital down. And to do that, but just in what you buy can indicate to these stores what you want to do you think mm -hmm. about movies what are the top grossing movies in the box office they tend to be kid movies they tend to be family friendly movies of some sorts they're not your rated r's they're not these kind of more extremes that's telling now that's what people want. And so one sense they still do that, but the movies, when you look at the movies that this family friendly is probably too loose of a word, but you get the point I'm making, but the, to, to think about that. And I think that's where, again, being wise in our money and choosing what we buy and maybe, you know, and I guess just as a family, we've decided that, you know, we're just not going to take our kids to Target. We don't want to expose that. That's willingly giving them that expose um, with, you know, to sinful things that their little minds cannot comprehend or should not have to comprehend um, with it. And so families individuals will have to make those choices um but i think just in what we buy at it what we you know even coming down to the certain wrappers in which you may buy your candy and and think about these things i think play a part in a bigger picture and you know larry talked about boycotting is pretty extreme i think it is i think i think there comes a point in which you have to make that stand. Um, but I then, you know, where you make that stand, I think is just, again, liberty in our, in our conscience. When can I no longer feel in good conscience? I can go and buy such and such a product. And even so, like, I mean, I realize we don't govern by extremes, but the, the world of computers, the world of technology, Apple and, and Windows, Microsoft have it. If they both did a big push, what are you going to do? What? How are you going to handle that? And I think that's where, again, this gets um, 
just really dicey and have you needing that quick that fix because you know you just can't boycott microsoft or apple products the the world is technology ran and so yeah i think i i get what you're saying i think it is it is a much more difficult topic than i think we have thought about it in the past mm -hmm. but i also think we kind of think it's either all or nothing and maybe that there is this for lack of a better term middle ground in which we can to think about again how we use our money and and knowing that that if christians were wise about that and we thought about these things a little bit more that we could show change and then another question is how much I think we also have to consider is as Christians, how much buying power do we have to actually affect some of these countries, these companies? Like, are there enough conservative Christians to provide even on an organized boycott to do that? Now, that's a little pragmatic, you know, in one sense. But even if we were to do that and they kept pushing, there there is no stop. Again, just more to think about, you know, a little bit more, maybe more extreme on some points. But this is just, it is a weighty and heavy topic and Christians are going to disagree. And so we, we need to know why we choose to do things the way we do and be able to defend it. And whether it is that, no, we are going to boycott Target or this company because of these things, or we're not going to boycott, but this is what we're going to do in wisdom to show our disapproval. And I mean, you can, with Facebook, I mean, you make it, um, you know, and, and or Twitter, you know, you can still make comments about these and to bring people the truth they need and to think about it. I mean, this is what we're using YouTube and Facebook um, to do right now. And so, you know, there are other ways. Boycotts, I do think boycotts are a little bit extreme, maybe at this time, but maybe at the time there's not. And and this, you know, to add a le another layer is we buy products from China who have horrible human right issues, you know, and I think that adds another dimension of, you know, not only the products that we buy, but where they're being manufactured also contains abuses to God's world. Yeah. I think it, it, it really, when you think about um, <clears throat> this topic and exercising wisdom mm -hmm. as Christians, and one of the things I don't think we do often is look at where this product is coming from or what this store's values are. We don't really look into where, where our money's going. We just buy a product, mm -hmm. right? So that may be one of the things that we should do more of as Christians. Look into who's receiving my money. I mean, getting on the political scale when it comes to voting— I take a strong stance. I don't believe people that are Christians 
should vote for any platform that platforms the murdering of babies or <laughs> vote or vote for the platform that is pushing forward an LGBTQ agenda, right? I don't think a Christian in good conscience could do that. Now, there may be some ignorant Christians, and I don't say that as a as a mean thing, just ignorant of what the scriptures say. Maybe they're a brand new Christian and they voted Democrat their whole life. And so they're just thinking, oh, Democrats are for the poor. Republicans are for the rich. Huh? They haven't thought through the issues. Yeah, they haven't thought through the issues. So maybe they need to think through those things. But I do think that's more than just a conscience issue. You're voting for a platform that is contrary to the word of God, right? That doesn't mean every conservative is because, I mean, we see it. Um, Ted Cruz, who was a very staunch conservative kind of individual, just tweeted not too long ago about this law that was passed in Uganda mm-hmm. um, that was adding to a law that was already on their books. It's been on their books. But yeah. adding to a law for these groomers, for these individuals that are going to harm children, these pedophiles and whatnot, that they would be put to death. And Ted Cruz is saying that's an abomination. Any nation that teaches these things would be a, or, or holds to those would be an abomination. Well, America held to those laws two years and years ago. So, I mean, and not to mention God's word says it's an abomination, right? But you have these conservatives that, again, as I mentioned, they always move left. That's why I think it is important to consider it um, because, again, we want to be that voice that is that crying out to the culture to turn to Christ. So not only maybe taking your money and not shopping in, in a certain place, but still pre- presenting the gospel there. Mm-hmm. You know, well, like again, we do it, YouTube, Google, all these, uh, um, Facebook, of course they're liberal. We use it and we preach the gospel. We proclaim the gospel. We speak about God's word. There's going to be a come a time possibly where they cancel us and they take us off. And if there is no um, conservative or Christian network to get on and promote that, you know, we may not have a voice like this here, but we still have a voice to proclaim the gospel and to go and share the gospel and to see people come to Christ, right? But we still use it to speak the truth, right? Another thing that I think about is, um, I'm sorry if I'm all over the place. I'm just, there's a lot on my mind thinking about this. But uh, with Lot, we think of Lot with Abraham. Uh They have an issue between him, and he goes towards the city and keeps finding himself closer and closer to the city. And before you know it, he's living in Sodom and Gomorrah. And he's in the gate, which being in the gate, when we first read about this, I think in in Genesis uh, 19, that he's in the gate, and being in the gate is this place where you do business, where you do... Uh, judgment, like uh, um, uh, judicial things. He's a leader in the town. Yeah, you're interacting. And so what do we see with Lot's family? Like Lot's the only righteous individual in this place. His future son-in-laws, they mock him, and they're destroyed. His wife turns back, and she's destroyed, turned into a pillar of salt. Unfaithfulness. Unfaithfulness. And then his, his daughters get him drunk because they think that he's the only man alive and they sleep with their father and you have this incest. And so, and I, I think of that, I consider that as 
this is what happens when you play with sin and you continue to just get closer and closer to it without saying, nope, nope, not having any part of that, right? And I do think that what these companies are doing is sinful. And so it is something we really need to consider. Because again, like you said, I don't think a, a piece of clothing is sinful in and of itself. It could be, depending on what's written on it and what's being uh, pushed as an agenda with it. So if you if you happen to buy some things from a Target store or Walmart or Starbucks, we talked about that a little bit earlier, uh, I think before the show. But if you, if you yeah buy a coffee or something, are you inherently seeking to give to the evil or to do something evil? Again, I think it comes down to, again, a conscience, but also exercising wisdom in where is my money going, right? I do this with charities. I don't just give to every charity. Every year at work, they send a thing around and saying, here, here's some companies you can give to. There's a big list of book that you can go through and give money to. Some of these charities, even some Christian charities, the majority of the money doesn't go to the people that you think it's going to. So mm -hmm. I look into that because I don't want my money, what God has given to me to be a steward of, to go to places where it's not really affecting or benefiting the people that seem to be that they're having this charity for. For their needs, right? And so I'm very careful with that. But then when it comes to the other side of things, I'm not very careful when I just go into the store to buy a product that I want or need. You know what I mean? And so again, I, I do think it is comes down to we need to uh, really think these things through. And like you said, I don't think that if we see a brother or sister, like if I'm if I'm down in Kentucky or I'm down in Florida, you guys are still in Florida, right? Yep. So if, if I'm down in Florida and I see Mike and your wife and your you and your wife come out of Target, I'm not gonna be like, Mike, how dare you? I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, right? I'm gonna have grace for my brother, right? Yeah. Um, but I think it, it does come down to a conscience issue. But again, I think we need to exercise wisdom and really <laughs> think it through. And that that's that's what I just keep coming back to is is really thinking these things through because I know so often we just we put money down for a product. We don't think about where this product's coming from. You said coming from Japan. Some of these are not Japan, China, China. Some of these things. And what are they doing over there? You know? So it's just exercising wisdom in that. I, I, I know I said a lot, man. I just, a lot on my brain. Yeah. I didn't think this was going to be, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be, a, let's just talk about boycotts. We'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, Larry has a point here. You know, they're probably going to have financers to help them, you know, they may lose their market cap, um, but they'll have people that they can lean on to get with the, to make up, um, shoot, they may even have insurance for those type of things now. But I think, you know, when we do about it and kind of like mentioning some of these things is I think going to first Corinthians chapter 10, verse 25, he talks about eat, eat whatever is sold in the meat market without any raising of, of questions on the grounds of conscience. And I think there's a sense in which we can't always know at that time. Right, right. And that we are to, to live in that way. And there may be times where you gain knowledge 
and your conscience is burdened and you need to seek forgiveness and you should um because only god can clear a guilty conscience and to to do that um but the adage that ignorance is bliss is is sometimes true and in certain areas ignorance of god's law is not bliss so you know it doesn't apply everywhere but when we're you know kind of in the market um not always knowing what a company believes or maybe what an actor who an actor is what they believe you know like you might really like an actor and then find out you know they're um doing things that are ungodly, promoting ungodly practices and, and to think about, to think about those things. And those, like you said, we need to consider, we need to be more careful on how we, how we spend God's blessing. Um, and, and to really, to really dive into it. And I think that's where, You know, there, there is a point in which, you know, if just hypothetically, if Target decides not to celebrate just the Pride Month, but every month is Pride, they are pushing it all year round. You know, is that a time? I mean, as I think about it, you know, because it's good to think about these things beforehand. Is that a time that is enough is enough? I make my point. I take my business elsewhere. And one thing nice about being in a capitalistic system is you can do that. You're not um, kind of stuck in just you have to spend your money at this place. And to think about, again, yeah, just having that. But I think, you know, also is um, – I'm not always, how do I put it? Because someone else's sin is not always because of, like I'm not responsible for someone else's sin. And and thinking kind of through how does that work and when in these transactional models between a person and a business. When you say, I am willing to buy this product for this amount, Here's my money in exchange for this product. What they deal with that money, I think, is not always necessarily referring back to how I, um, or is not a sin that in which I commit. They're, they're in charge with the blessing God has given to him with the transaction that we had. And if they use it wrongly now maybe enabling them and that's another question we can think about and i haven't really thought as much about but in in that type of idea on that switch um you know it's their sin it's the company's sin when they act against god's commands when they promote the things that they should not promote and i think it, and so you know, just another added dimension in which to to think about 
kind of how all of this works, especially just because our economy is so integrated with everything else that happens in the United States, not only in the United States, but just the globalness of the global economy. Yeah. But one thing I do think though, that we, we, we should always, we should always ask ourselves because we only, we're the only ones apart from God who know the intentions of our own hearts. Mm -hmm. And I think that there are times where we know you mentioned actors and, you know, maybe popular movies or something that an actor's in. And we know this person's agenda. We know what they're about, but because I selfishly want to see that movie because I selfishly like a certain product or a certain store, I'm going to choose to overlook that to go and enjoy this and be entertained. Yeah. And so I think sometimes we do have to, uh, sometimes we, we should probably always ask ourselves is my, I don't want to sound like a legalist fundamentalist. Right. But, but I think it is something to think about. Like, is my going to enjoy this movie beneficial to my Christian walk? Yeah. Right. It, it is, is like with, uh, let's just say superhero movies, the, the Marvel movies, um, yeah. They had a long run there with some good movies, and then they started going really woke and pushing certain agendas. And now every every movie yeah. has a a gay character in it, right? They're pushing agendas. Do I need to continue the story to see how this all continues to unfold, or do I just say enough is enough? You know, like yeah, it's not about because God gives us every good gift. I don't think it's wrong to go to a movie. I don't think it's wrong to listen to some music, but if those individuals are pushing forth an agenda and you're helping to keep those people uh, receiving more money because the, the better that movie does, the more offers that actor's going to get in other roles and yeah. therefore make more money and be able to continue to uh, promote their agenda. So I think that adds to it as well is, is in these stores that we shop in, there's certain stores my wife prefers that I could care less which store we go and get it from, you know, um, because a product, sometimes a product over here is better than the product at this store. You mentioned clothes. Maybe some of the clothing is made better at this store than over here where it's cheaply made and falls apart or you put it in the washer and dryer and it shrinks and it's like one, one wash or one use. And after a wash, it's done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're looking at some of those things and, and I think those are good things to, to think about and consider, but also Am I being selfish in my choices and decisions because I like a certain product, I like a certain store, I like a certain movie, I like a certain actor or musician, um, but am I examining? Because again, only we know our intentions of our own heart, you know? And and I know from from experience, there are times where I knew there's been certain movies or certain that I'm like, yeah, it's not, it's not great overall, but I want to be entertained by it, you know, yeah. and you choose to do that. Um, and so just again, things that I'm thinking about as we're thinking of this as a whole, because boycotting doesn't only go to stores. Again, it comes to movies. It comes to mm -hmm. TV shows. We we didn't, I don't even know if, I think we brought up Disney or you mentioned Disney, but like yeah. there's, Disney's gone woke and a lot of the things that they do, do we boycott it? Do we not go to their movies anymore? Do we not um, go to the parks? Uh, and I think they've been hit financially. I heard, I don't know how true this is, but I did hear on one of these shows that I was kind of listening to, to try to, um, 
listen to see what other people were saying about this. Uh, and like I, I mentioned uh, to you before the show, I heard a lot of fluff. But somebody mentioned that they're considering closing some of their parks because they've taken some financial hits. Rather than just changing the direction of their movies and the things that are actually putting the woke things in that are causing them to go broke, um, they may close some of their parks, you know? And so, I don't know. Those are just things I, you, you kind of, I think you're forced to think through when you think about this mm -hmm. topic. I mean, we're forced to think this through because this was the topic for tonight. But I think sometimes as Christians, we don't even consider thinking these things through. Or we do play the ignorance card and say, well, I don't yeah. really know what's going on. So I'm not really, how can I be held accountable? But I do know when you said ignorance is bliss, I do know that if I go down the street and I do 35 through a 25 and I didn't know it was 25, um, I'm going to get pulled over. Yeah. So and the amount of conscience sometimes yeah. ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, you hit a point is again, how this section in first Corinthians start, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. Yeah. Not all things build up. And you know, if you do something and you don't do it in faith, you do it in sin. Like these are very real things we need to think about. And I think for those who want to boycott Target and, um, you know, you do it in faith and, and do it with your conscience. And I think and that's, that's all we can really ask for, for anyone. And to do it, hear Larry's comment on for our audio podcast. You can't do it. Years ago, I knew someone who changed gas stations because they started selling alcohol. Now they all sell it. That didn't last long for him. It was a good try, though. And I think that's that's part of it. I think, and maybe this is eschatological um, and thinking about post mill. Let's all go. <laughs> yeah. That. I think there's an ex like these, I think these companies will um, continue to um, push farther. You know, when will Walmart start doing the same thing or, you know, some of these, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, the big tech companies and, you know, this is going to change the conversation again. And how we think about these things. Um, and maybe at that time we just pray all the more, come quickly, Lord Jesus. You know, and and pray for the the coming of the Lord so we can leave this world of sin and live in endless bliss with our Savior. Um, but in the meantime as you kind of mentioned it, we need to consider our own, not only our own um, conscience and what is right, but kind of even the part of this verse is the conscience of others and, and how we deal with our, our feather brethren and their views on this. And now you get into that weaker, the weaker brother who has a, a weak conscience and, and the um, stronger, brother believer who has you know n who sees the more freedom aspect of it and that interaction um all of this is gets into the play when thinking about 
should we or should we not um, be boycotting company and then the wisdom with it? And then, you know, do we do something? Because Paul talks about this. Causing someone to stumble is sin. It's causing them to to do that. And again, that that um, plays in plays more into it. And so kind of to, to wrap this up as we get, since we've gone a little over is it's a, as Christians, it's okay for us to boycott. We're not denouncing it. There is wisdom in how you decide that. And you should consider not only your own conscience, but those around you and whatever you do, do it for the glory of God, do it for building up the church and I think at the very least, all Christians need to stand up and speak against what they are doing, make our voices heard. I think we do that. We can do that in many different ways um, using the platform God has given to us. Um, and even in conversations with the gospel and being sure that we are firm on what God tells us is sin and then also telling others with these guilty consciences of God's as they see themselves as sinners, where they can find the hope of everlasting life in the sun. Yeah. And that is what we would want to leave you with here today. I mean, there's so much more we could, we can discuss. We did put out uh -huh. a few strategic ways. I think we mentioned the, uh, the fact that <clears throat> there's so many companies that are already pushing values that are contrary to Christianity. So you couldn't boycott everything. But strategically, there are things you could do. I think we, we talked about some of them on the show here tonight. Uh, one, maybe when it comes around to June, and considered what is considered Pride Month, some of them stores just don't shop there that month, <clears throat> especially if they have displays and things that you wouldn't want your children to walk by and see. Um, <clears throat> some other ways of, of maybe being strategic is to look into – what are some of these values of these companies or the products that you're buying or the movie actors that you're going to see and support? Um, and, and just being wise about where you spend your money because you want to be a good steward of what God has given you as well as with your time, right? So if you're going to spend two hours watching a movie, uh, be a good steward with your time. Is this edifying to me? Is this building me up in Christ? Again, not that you can't watch something entertaining. Um, <clears throat> when I went to see the Super Mario movie, I thought it was very entertaining. You know, with it, my was. Children. it was very good. So, I mean, it's not that you can't have an enjoyable time. You know what I mean? Go into an amusement park. You know, um, you guys went, I think, recently to the Lego land thing there in, in Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, we go to Cedar Point. I think it's good to do these things with your family and to enjoy time with your family. Um, and there are things even I like Cedar Point. There are things Cedar Point, you know, um, uh, supports. You know what I mean? So, again, mm -hmm. you've got all these things that you need to consider and think about. But the most important thing that we need to do as Christians, as you said, Mike, is to speak up against the evil. <clears throat> I've heard it said sometimes that Christians, Christians are always too much known for what they're against rather than what they're for. And I think we need to stand up for what we're against because it's what Christ is against. We need to call those mm -hmm. things out. Um, that's usually said in a way of cliches rather than truisms, uh, but cliches in a way <clears throat> to kind of make it, let's just be all loving and kind and Never speak against anything wrong. Don't call anything out. But we need to preach the gospel. We need to share the gospel. 
go because how is hearts going to change? We've already mentioned conservatism never goes more conservative. It always goes to the left. Always. Mm -hmm. So what was considered it has to hard, be conserved. It yeah. has to be fought for. Yes. And and so it's it's always fought for, but it never advances back into a stronger conservatism, right? They just kind of hold the line a little bit, right? That was the whole thing with Trump. Like we need to vote him in over Hillary because we need to hold the line. Otherwise, they're going to mm -hmm. advance more. And that's all we all we do when when we vote for these Republicans is hold the line a little bit until another Democrat gets in there and continues to push it further to the left. And so, but we need to share the gospel because what changes hearts and minds? The gospel. That Christ died in accordance with the scripture, that he was buried and he rose again on the third day in accordance with the scripture. Christ willfully went to the cross and laid down his life to die for sinners. The CEOs of Target, the CEOs of Starbucks and Walmart, he died to save sinners. They need to hear the gospel. And so, as you said, Mike, through the conversations that you're having with people about these topics when they come up, Share the gospel. Tell them about Jesus Christ because that will change the heart of an unbeliever because it's only Christ that can change the heart of an unbeliever. So, Mike, um, that's our show for tonight. Any last words, thoughts, comments, uh, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, I just want to federalism 1689. You're welcome. Ricky worked hard. Make sure all those podcasts got up. So if you haven't heard, if you weren't here at the beginning of the show, we did – Finally update Podbean. I had all of them downloaded. I just never had time to kind of do some trimming and do some slight editing to make them sound a little bit better. Um, but Ricky I didn't did all of that. <laughs> yeah. That's too much of an audio file, I guess, for that. But anyways, um, you're welcome. So if you have missed past episodes you can always catch them here on youtube and facebook but now you can listen to them on the Podbean on your favorite podcast catcher search g220 radio there's my last words all right that's been the show for tonight until next week god bless and good night Still saying her life. I know. Why is it doing?